Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. After more than a decade of court battles, 100 residents of the tiny town of Opportunity, Montana, went head-to-head against one of the largest corporations in the world at the Supreme Court on Tuesday. The residents say Atlantic Richfield is responsible for removing the lead and arsenic deposited on their properties in decades of copper smelting operations. The outcome could affect how the billion-dollar Superfund cleanup law works, and during oral arguments, the justices seemed wary of interfering with that. Joining me is Pat Parento, a professor at Vermont Law School. So, Pat, ARCO, which is owned by BP, has already spent hundreds of millions of dollars in cleaning up the area. Tell us what the situation there is now. Well, this is one of the largest Superfund sites in the country and one of the most heavily contaminated. It's an old copper smelter in Montana, and the property owners that live within the area where the smelter has been operating, this smelter is taller than the the Washington Monument. It's huge, and it's uh, deposited arsenic and lead contamination over an enormous area, 300 square miles, including the property of the plaintiffs in this case, and it's contaminated the soil and the groundwater. There's been a remedial action underway for over 30 years. It's still not finished, so it's a big mess. What's the basic legal issue before the court? So the property owners have said to EPA, the remedy that you're requiring Atlantic Richfield to carry out is not going to restore our property. They live within the boundary of the National Priority List site, and their soil is contaminated, their groundwater is contaminated, and they want more work done to restore their property. And under state law, they have a claim for this kind of nuisance and trespass of contamination on their property. So they want money from ARCO to conduct additional remedial action to restore their property. What is the argument of ARCO and also the Trump administration? Right. So ARCO is saying EPA should have the final word on any remedy. We've already spent over $400 million at EPA's direction. We don't think it's right or fair or lawful that we should be also subject to liability from these landowners, and we don't want individual state courts ordering additional remedial action when EPA is the one that makes those final decisions. ARCO is arguing there should be uniformity in the way that Superfund cleanups are done and that EPA as the expert agency should have the final word on that. The problem that ARCO has is that CERCLA, the Superfund law, contains what's known as a savings provision, which actually allows private property owners to pursue state common law remedies when the remedy that EPA has ordered doesn't go far enough to restore their property. So that's the tension in this case, the balance between a law that tries to preserve the rights of property owners to pursue additional remedy, but a remedy that doesn't conflict with the one that EPA has ordered. So the Montana Supreme Court ruled for the landowners. What was its finding? The Montana Supreme Court said this case should go to trial. And at this stage, we can't determine whether whatever remedy is ordered after trial would conflict with EPA's remedy or not. As they put it, that's a hypothetical 
potential conflict, but not a real actual conflict. So the Montana Supreme Court said you should be able to put your case on in front of a Montana jury and see if you can convince the, the jury that you're entitled to further compensation from ARCO. And by the same token, ARCO is going to be able to present evidence that what you're asking for either isn't necessary or that it would conflict with EPA's remedy, in which case it wouldn't be ordered. So the trial would resolve the dispute between whether what their landowners want is inconsistent with what EPA has ordered. But it seemed during the oral arguments that most of the justices seemed inclined to stop a trial from going forward. Well, it's clear that the court is struggling with balancing the rights of the landowner and, and, if you will, the rights of ARCO or more properly, probably the deference to EPA's judgment about what should be done here. And the justices are trying to find a way that whatever remedy the landowners want to get from their state court action would be approved by EPA. This is unusual. I'm not sure the mechanism by which EPA could do something like this, but clearly a number of the justices are not comfortable just letting this case go to trial before a state court. They want to make sure that EPA retains control over whatever ultimately happens to this site. Well, could they write an opinion and you know, insert EPA must have control over site when there is no regulation that seems to allow the landowners to say, EPA, can you approve this? Right. And Justice Sotomayor was saying, why didn't the landowners approach EPA with their proposed remedy? And, and ARCO's lawyers, I think, properly said, well, they did try to convince EPA to do more, and EPA declined to do it. And so there's a disagreement about what really should be done at this site. But in the end, the one thing EPA could possibly do is to certify that whatever remedy is ordered to restore the private owner's property doesn't conflict with the, the remedy that EPA has required. The problem there is EPA's remedy is still ongoing and won't be completed until 2023 at the earliest. So it's going to be very difficult for EPA to approve a remedy that might be ordered by the state court before EPA has actually completed its remedy. It's a very complicated situation, unprecedented, I would say, under Superfund at this point. What was the Chief Justice John Roberts getting at when he said that the residents digging up a yard to put in a sandbox for children could, quote, stir up infected dirt that could harm your neighbors many miles away? What yes. was he getting at, that they're not supposed to do anything on their property? Well, he's certainly saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do something that would cause further damage. But my response to the Chief Justice would be, that's the purpose of the trial. And that's what the Montana Supreme Court stressed, is that if what the landowner is requesting from ARCO would either make things worse, conflict with EPA's remedy, or simply not be justified, then they will not be awarded that remedy. So the landowners have a number of hurdles they've got to get over before they could ever recover anything from ARCO. And one of those is going to be, what kind of restoration are you requesting? Is it justified? And is it consistent with what EPA has required? Those are three major questions that we don't have answers to right now. Is there any middle ground that you can see the justices ruling on? Hard to see, but there, here's one idea. The justices could say that 
The property owner's lawsuit in state court will be held in abeyance pending EPA's final remedy, which, as I say, isn't going to be concluded until 2023. At that point, it should be pretty clear whether there's remaining work to be done on the private property. There probably will be, but at least it'll be clear that the federal remedy phase will have ended, and it'll be much easier to determine whether what the property owners are seeking is consistent with that remedy or not. Right now, it's almost impossible to make that determination. If the Supreme Court rules against the residents, do they have other options to pursue? Hard to see. I mean, they've tried to get EPA to do more unsuccessfully. I suppose they could keep trying to do that. They do have remedies, by the way, for trespass. The issue that we're talking about in this case is restoration of their property, which would mean removing additional contamination from the soil or groundwater. An alternative remedy would be simply trespass, and that's a much easier remedy to prove because you're basically saying you have physically invaded my property with your contamination, and that's certainly true. The, the difference is that you might not get as much money, you might not get additional work done on the site, but you could get some compensation. For example, the property value of this property has undoubtedly gone down significantly just by virtue of the fact that it's this close to a Superfund site. So recouping those kinds of damages would be possible even if they couldn't get restoration. Finally, Pat, do you agree with ARCO and the Justice Department saying that if the Supreme Court interferes here, it could affect how the Superfund cleanup law works? I think that's uh, overstatement and tilting at windmills, frankly. This is a, this is a fact-based case, um, and the question is, has this private property been damaged by ARCO, and is it going to be damaged even after EPA's remedy is complete, and are the landowners entitled to some compensation for that? That doesn't seem unreasonable to me, and I don't think that's going to bring the whole Superfund program down by any stretch. Congress deliberately carved out an exception for private property owners to seek compensation beyond the remedy that EPA ordered. That's what these landowners are trying to do. Thanks, Pat. That's Pat Parento, professor at Vermont Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.